place it comfortably. Well, everyone seems to be settling into this new format for a session. Uh, the talk I'd like to give tonight is on a very simple um, theme, Zen theme, which is very central to all Dharma practice, and it's so central um, that we can tend to overlook it or think that it's not particularly exotic or whatever. Um, and that's to do with patience. And patience is called kashanti in Buddhism, and it's one of the six parameters, one of the six perfections of character, as they, they say. It's got a very central place in our practice because if we're not cultivating practice, nothing else works. Nothing else works either in our meditation practice or in our life. Um, and I particularly um, chose it as a topic because I'm very much aware that in Victoria and in, and in Melbourne <coughs> that um, you guys have had to in, endure or be very patient with um, three or more months of a, a lockdown where your lives were dramatically changed, your lifestyles were dramatically changed. And yes, we experienced in other parts of Australia, but not the degree to which you experienced it. And I imagine it was an opportunity um, to practice with patience. <clears throat> now, in itself and doing session is the actual um, manifestation of, of, of patience right there. In Sarsen, you take up this posture of sitting still, committing yourself to being still, um, not acting out restlessness, just breathing slowly, rhythmically, the mind focused in the moment, the mind wandering off somewhere else, bringing it back, not being able to control the mind, bring it back. Um, the very act of Sarsen is the act of patience. Right? And to the degree to which we cultivate it, um, it manifests in the rest of our life. And patience is not, it's got many different dimensions to it. One of the dimensions to it is how we relate to the, um, to the material world, to the physical world. Do you know, driving, walking down the street, having to wait in a queue, um, trying to deal with a door that won't open. You know, or a computer problem that we can't solve, or having to hold onto on the line, you know, on a on a call um, that we've got other things that we would like to be doing. So many different things that are challenges to our patience. So it's the material world. It also manifests very much in our relationships with other people, um, what we expect of them and what happens when they don't meet our expectations. And it's also to do with our relationship with ourselves as well, and what kind of expectations we have of ourselves or the restlessness we have to, to gain something. Um, many people, I think, enter into Dharma practice, and I'm an example of it, of trying to reach some awakening state 
and being very impatient to get there. (laughs) And yet that very impatience to get there is an impediment in the way. Um, So whatever our practice is, whether it's koan study or shikantaza or breath counting, labelling, whatever it is, um, if we don't do it in a way where we're actually aware of patience and impatience and we're working with it, nothing will really transform. Now a definition, a standard definition of, um, of patience would be the capacity to accept and tolerate delay, difficulty or annoyance without getting angry or upset. And of course, this touches on the Zen perspective of what um, patience is. It's not not something entirely different to that. But the word patience and the way a lot of people understand patience from a conventional point of view, it means often tolerating something. And that means tolerating something until life changes into something more favourable. Uh, tolerating coronavirus lockdown until, you know, the lockdown finishes and you can go back to your normal life. So it's kind of like a, um, a stoic endurance. And, and it, at, its, at its most uh, uh, unwise manifestation, I think of it as um, white-knuckle patients. Mm-hmm. White-knuckling is a term that alcoholics and people use in the 12-step program. When you're trying not to drink or you're trying not to take a drug and you're, you're tightening your fists and you're trying not to do it, mm-hmm. um, that's not the kind of patience that we're looking at in Zen practice. And uh, to use words in a different way, to nuance it, some writers on uh, Zen and patience like Norman Fisher have said that the, the word patience doesn't really convey as clearly as we'd like to what the Zen spirit of this this is. And he puts forward the word constancy as an alternative. So constancy is just to be steady, you know, enduring steadiness in the state of what's actually occurring to us. A talk I gave the other night on a Tuesday night here um, was about how um, uh, a philosopher questions the Buddha and it's relevant to this issue of patience. Um, So this philosopher who's not a Buddhist comes to the Buddha and says to him, could you just please tell me in a nutshell what is the essence of your teaching? And the Buddha must have sensed that this man was not impatient and just trying to do a bypass. He really felt the sincerity of this man and that he had gone through the experience of the great doubt and he just really wanted to know. And so the Buddha's reply to him was, along, I'm paraphrasing it, but when you see, just see. When you hear, just hear. When you smell, just smell. When you taste, just taste. When you touch, just touch. And that's the essence of my teaching. 
So it translates in Zen as just this, just this moment, just this walking, just meeting that red light, just going to that door that you can't open. Mm -hmm. But what happens to human beings is that, this is basic Buddhist teaching, instead of just living with life as it is and the stimulus that's coming our way out of life as it is each moment, um, and just being present with it, all of those sensory, all that sensory input, the pleasure, the pain, the neutrality, whatever it is, the noise, inflames us. And inflammation, I think, is a very good word to describe what our dukkha condition is, our sense of unsatisfactoriness. It's an inflammation of our mind, an, an inflammation of being. And that's the problem right there, is that it's so difficult for human beings just to see what they're seeing, hearing what they're hearing, coming to their senses and just being with what is without getting inflamed. And uh, it inflames our emotions into anger, tears, fear, clinging, rejection. And that, that's our practice, is to just be able to turn up to the present moment as it is um, with an equanimity and not get inflamed by it. Now, everyone does, to some degree, get inflamed by it. Um, I've never met anyone with perfect patience, including myself. We all get frustrated in different situations. But our practice is to see that this frustration and things not meeting our expectations is our problem. Uh, it's, not, it's not life's problem, it's our problem, how we get inflamed by our expectations not being met. Now, one thing that needs to be said about the practice of patience too, um, is kind of, to use Buddhist language, there's, there's right patience and wrong patience. Um, there's wise patience, and there's what one Tibetan teacher called idiot patience, right? (laughs) Um, And it's important to make that distinction. It's just a common sense thing in the world that if there's something that's bothering you or it's bugging you and you can change it and you can fix it, well, do it. That's practice to actually go about changing something that can, can be changed. It's not just sort of a blind acceptance of everything, you can change it, change it. But that's fine, but there's so many things in our life that we can't change. Coronavirus is not something we can change quickly. Mm -hmm. We can can change in the sense of reducing it, how it's been effectively done in Australia. Um, But the fact that it came in the first place, we had no control over. Um, So yes, if you can fix it, if you can change it, fine. But it's a central tenet, I think, to um, Dharma practice from many, many different teachers over different traditions. That our basic problem is is that we're kind of trying to control life so it meets our expectations, it's favourable to us, and we're constantly failing at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we're not aligned with the way things are. So this is just a brief talk tonight as an introduction. 
But I want to emphasise as we go into this session um, that this is really, really um, central to what we do. And I'd be encouraging everyone to keep this theme going through today and tomorrow and the next day and into, into your everyday life um, and see... The, the first thing is about being willing to notice impatience, uh, to just acknowledge that that's what's occurring. Because what usually happens when we are impatient, we're not usually saying to ourselves that we're impatient, we're blaming the environment or we're blaming other people. It's all, it's all out there, the reasons for it's all out there. It's not, it's, it's in here when we look at it. And so the kind of patience that we're describing in Zen is not this white-knuckling, have to just endure difficulty until it's over. It's more like, to be clear about it, that what we're referring to as the practice of patience in Zen is surrendering into the moment with kindness. Mm -hmm. It's like a choice that's there at each moment. Surrendering into the moment with kindness. Mm -hmm. So if I think of my own experience, somewhere I need to get to that's really important. Uh, I've got to get to work on time for my first client. The traffic's all jammed up along the road. And then I get caught behind someone else who doesn't put their blinker on, wants to turn right and the, and the lights keep going red. You can get infuriated by it or there's that, that choice in that moment to recognise you becoming impatient and getting inflamed and just make that choice, you know, becoming impatient, just surrender, just surrender with kindness to the situation. It's like a, it's a choice point which is there, which we can act on. The other important thing about patience within um, a Dharma tradition, um, it's about, um, it's all to do with not doing harm. Because when we get inflamed, we usually get frustrated and angry and we cause some kind of harm in the world as we act out the impatience. When it's internal, we can often become very impatient in ourselves too and we're unkind to ourselves, um, impatient about the progress we think we're not making in Zen practice or in our life or in our career or whatever it might be. So the punishment is not always external or blaming externally. It can also be an internal kind of blaming as well. So it is simply surrendering to the moment with kindness. And that's all that it is. And I'd encourage you to practice with that as we go through the session and beyond. Now, as a way of ending, <coughs> there is um, a lovely poem which I've used before in talking about um, patience and uh, it's by William Wordsworth and it's got two different titles or one's a subtitle um, the first title was um, Animal Tranquility and Decay and the subtitle or the, 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 the um, newer title is Old Man Travelling and this is a poem um, presumably where Wordsworth um, witnessed this old man walking along the road um, in England. And what he found out about the old man was that this 
old man's son was dying. He was a sailor on a ship and he was dying. And his father was walking down, you know, the tracks and the streets, you know, to get to the, to the harbour to see his son before he died. So it's not just an ordinary situation, it's a very, like, meaningful situation. And see how, this how Wordsworth describes the, um, the manner of this old man. The little hedgerow birds that peck along the road regard him not. He travels on, and in his face, his step, his gait, his one expression, every limb, his look and bending figure, all bespeak a man who does not move with pain, but moves with thought. He is insensibly subdued to settle quiet. He is one by whom all effort seems forgotten, one to whom long patience has such mild composure given that patience now does seem a thing of which he has no need. He is by nature led to peace so perfect that the young behold with envy what the old man hardly feels. So it's kind of like that's where our practice of patience matures as we go along in life, is that um, if we become so one with the circumstances of our life, we, we don't even think that we're practising patience, because in a sense we're not. Um, it's something which has become um, effortless, you know, more, more unconscious rather than something that we consciously have to try and practise to do. So if our, if, how patient we're actually being um, with life is per perhaps, if you were to think of it in conventional relative terms, it would be one of the, the key factors to sort of um, be able to see if our, our practice is maturing. Just how patient ha am I now compared to a year ago or five years ago or 20 years ago? Um, that would be a great yardstick um, by which we measure in, a, in so to speak, um, how we're growing and maturing through practice.